I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And for Icker Fall 2018, yes, we're still doing it, we're doing excerpts from a room at Cedar Spring. So it's the, it's, it's the day after Halloween, at least as of this posting. <laughs> Um, Did you have fun trick or treat? <laughs> Did you have fun putting out candy? <laughs> yeah, I give out full chocolate bars. All Damn. kids are happy. Damn those ki- those 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 quad But he's evil. <laughs> How many razor blades are in those bars? Wow, wow, that's dark. That's not evil. That's dark. But yeah, that was like, yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good. Uh, Good haul this year. Anyway, I remember pretend like. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you like watching E.T. the Extraterrestrial by Steven Spielberg <laughs> and Halloween by John Carpenter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're back uh, for Icker Fall um, after three weeks of Dark Night. <laughs> of a dark night. <laughs> so dark. So dark. Uh, no, wait, so it's, not, it's, not, it's not the DC stuff. It's it's actually like YTV's Dark Night. By the way, go check out YTV's Dark Night uh, video recordings on uh, YouTube. They're actually really fun. And a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's not yeah, what At we're least if you're here. Canadian. Well, yeah. Then maybe. Yeah, you know. might even remember it, like from back in the day. We actually had. Again, another side off. We actually had somebody. Um, or we had somebody from. Uh, the, the author of um, the Fair Folk um, stories. Wolf. She actually commented on our episode of Extra Ketchup and was like, oh man, I remember uh, Freaky Stories. I used to love, like, I loved that show. And it was like, I basically had a conversation like, well, if you like like that, like, we're also going to be doing a dark, uh, like a segment of Dark Knight uh, on, in October. Nice. Uh, and she was like, yeah, looking forward to that. So, yay. <laughs> Indeed. Yay. First off, an author who listened to the show and is now a subscriber of the show. Mm-hmm. And also a fellow Canadian who remembers nostalgic 90s Horror. <laughs> Yo. Um, but anyway, this, Wait, we're, intro. We're, we're, leaving Can, we're leaving uh, well, Canadian uh, stuff and going back to Americana with Acre Falls. Yes. Um, so we'll do the rundown for excerpts from A Room at Cedar Springs. Um, the, the, the setup of it is basically this is a transcript of a documentary by a uh, West Virginia filmmaker. Um, and they're chronically, they're documenting this, like the weird, the strange circumstances surrounding this abandoned or like kind of like, uh, like just, um, empty, uh, McMansion townhouse, like, like gated community mm-hmm. site that was built like two years ago. And it's been like, no one's moved in since basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goes like the, they talk about it how it was built. It, basically, this Elysium group um, moved into Icker Falls uh, in the eighties, bought most of the town, 
demolished parts of the town, and then they were, by law, not allowed to bulldoze some of it because of historical uh, significance. Mm-hmm. So they just built around it and made these gaudy construction like sites and stuff like that. So the town's kind of like this town yeah. that has a deep-seated history um, like and like kind of bloody past now has this contrast of this faux, like, rustic look. Yeah, to like it. instead of embracing the history of Vicar Falls, they're kind of they ignored it, it stuffed it under the rug, yeah. like pulled those down parts of it. Um, so, and the biggest example of that is Cedar Spring, which is a gated community they built right next to the falls, uh, which was going to be made for like those people in the big cities that want to get away from that lifestyle and live a and like a nice rustic lifestyle, but not like. And don't have, have to worry the, about the bullshit of a rustic lifestyle. Exactly, like yeah. have have the, the the aesthetic without the baggage. Yeah, um, of being old. So they basically made this like fabricated, authentic, like this fake facade of like rustic, outdoorsy appeal. Um, and yeah, two years out, even after two years after it's been, it was it was finished construction, uh, the uh, the longest anybody stayed in it was four months. Uh, so the guy is able to get a hold of, uh, a architect who built it or who worked on it and asks him why he thought it, it failed. That he's like, I honestly, like, it, like, it shouldn't have failed. Like every other, like one I've done, we've done, like every other project I've been part of that's done something similar to this, they've never failed. Um, if there's something, but like the, there's, it's just because of like how fake it was or how fake it was or how, how much of a facade it was trying to build on that it conflicted with the town's folk in the town like nobody wanted to like move into it yeah and then we get a message we get a um interview from somebody who actually lived there uh, and actually broke his lease to move out uh three months after he was finished or after he moved in and he says just he basically goes into how like the place didn't feel like home like you have to feel like you're living in a in a home and like you feel like an intruder while living in, in cedar fall in cedar springs it felt very isolated, very alien, um, and it wasn't just him. It was uh, the other tenants that were there. They'd actually huddle, like meet together, um, and like be near each other, just to be near each other every night because they didn't want to be. They were, they were, they felt so isolated and alone while they were there. Um, even when they were actually in, when they went to Iker Falls itself, and like the town's haunted and stuff like that, and they, they, he's seen his uh, like a share of like weird shit in the town. But that was more comforting than the isol- than the than the absence of anything that he felt in his uh, his townhouse, like his gated community area. Yeah, like to all, the point all where the he, spooks like, that he sees in town, none of them are there at all. Yeah, like they avoid. They, it's almost like the the super the weird like ghosty stuff, like just iso- it like keeps away from that place. But it also isn't great for people because you feel so isolated and stuff. You start cutting yourself just to feel yourself, feel something. Like you start losing your emotions. You don't want to cry. You don't want to laugh. Um, and it's why he, and uh, since he, like, he entered this, like, hollow depression kind of, uh, state, why I live there. And once he got out, he was fine. Like, he got better. But he's never been able to, like, forget about that place. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of goes on a little philosophical zinger at the end. It's like, like they say, ghosts like uh, haunt old places. Can a place, uh, can a brand new place, a fake brand new place, be haunted by its lack of history? Can a place be haunted by absence? And that's where the kind of story ends, um, or at least where the transcript kind of ends of this documentary. Um, 
so yeah, uh, we'll go into everyone expects the grabber in position at this point. Uh, so, <clears throat> the new Elysium Group, since its acquisition in eight, 1980s, has invested a lot in a town comeback. But instead of respectful merging of Vicar Falls history with new planned future, New Elysium bulldozed the old, the old, or when required by West Virginia law, simply built about, uh, built around it. Hang on a second, sorry. So that was all one sentence. Yep. Um, although it kind of read like, like when I when I read it the first time, like I I doubled back and checked it, like there were no periods. But it read fine to me still. Like, it read kind of okay. You didn't gas yourself out on it? Yeah. Um, I think it's because of, like, like that, that semicolon does help to break um, break a part of it. But, uh, yeah, the mo- there's, like, a, a handful... There's like, one or, there's, like, two or three commas in that sentence and a semicolon. Um, so it is a bit of a run-on sentence, but it didn't feel like a run-on sentence like we usually have on the show. So this is more of less like kind of like a, eh, does it work or does it not? Once again, you're the first person in the nitpick nook. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's not really yours anymore, is it? I mean, do you want squatters' rights, man? Anyway, and actually, something that's uh, that's a part of this, but like it's I'm not going to because I don't want to reread this quote again for when we go to actual thoughts. Um, I feel like if there's any shady corporate supernatural enterprising or enterprise in this town, the Elysium Group is probably behind it. <laughs> like they sound like a shady. Group. Yeah, like between like the mining company and like all the other weird stuff like we've we've had on we've done like tackled in the show with the stories mm-hmm. that have to do with like something like corporate or something weird. Like the Elysium Group sounds like a fucking evil corporation. <laughs> yeah, the new Elysium Group. Yep. We're here for a better future while we bulldoze, bulldoze the past. <laughs> it's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one. Now this is, I will continue this. This is... Um, the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. Okay. So this was, uh, yeah, this is my, so I had okay, a problem with it. Over sorry. Yeah, and no, I heard it, I just uh, I ignored it. I heard it, it just wasn't funny. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is with regards to the uh, the interviews in the story. So they have, like, the one guy's name, Michael Hayes, and then they, like, they have that, and then they, like, in, in uh, uh, italicize. Co- well, there's a colon, and then it goes into, like, uh, his dialogue, or his answers, and, like, whatnot. The problem here is that I kind of feel like this would have benefited from a proper transcript kind of style, where, like, it's Michael Hayes, his dialogue. The interviewer, his dialogue. Michael Hayes, his dialogue. Interviewer, his dialogue kind of thing. They don't really do that. They do Michael Hayes at the beginning, to get the, to, so you know who's talking. But then the only thing they do um, to differentiate Michael Hayes from the interviewer is they break up the paragraph uh, to a, a separate paragraph and don't make it italicized, which... On the website, doesn't work. They quotation it. They do do quotations for Michael Hayes. I will say that. But as I was reading it, I was a slightly con- like kind of like confused or at least slightly jarring, like as to who was talking at times. Mm-hmm. Now the um, the uh, the published version of the story in the visitors guide does have a lot stronger um, uh, differentiating. 
mm-hmm. method because they actually bold the um, the conversation from the uh, the interviewer. So Don't they title uh, everything that the other dude says as well? Yeah, they say, well, they say MH. Yeah, like yeah. they yeah, they use initial. Like, yeah, exactly. They, so like they do yeah. have proper transcription kind of stuff. Yeah, they get rid of those evil italics. And, yeah, yeah, and also the quotes essentially from the interviewer aren't in quotes. They're just italicized on the Yeah, because they're just like his... Like, I didn't even... I didn't, did not notice at all that they were italicized on the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Until no, exactly. this morning. Like, I, I look, I what you told them, me. Yeah, I checked... Because like, uh, I, I usually do read these in... Um, uh, the, for my first round of reading, I usually do Google Doc. And then I will go back to see if there's any formatting that I wiped because I like to make a nice, clean mm-hmm. version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that happens when I'm like resetting the... Uh, the, the uh, Mm-hmm. The content onto a Google Doc, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when I reread it at, on the website itself, it was it was a little bit better, but not by much because again, that italicizedness does not work very well. No, especially on a black black background with a white text. <laughs> that, that's not the problem. It's the type of font they choose. Yeah, some fonts get like nearly a forty five degree lean on them, but this one's just like, beep, just yeah, like two like, degrees, like 95, 95 degree. It's like two degrees. The yeah. higher the number, the more of the. I mean, I mean, instead of like being like well, whatever, yeah, two degrees, yes, like, yes, <laughs> a two yes. degree lean. Ninety degrees on would be the, on ninety degrees would be that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, zero, yeah, two degrees. Sorry, I'm I'm stupid. <laughs> um, Fact. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So we all are, though, honestly. Yeah, uh, and then my next thing is actually a. Pro- uh, now, this is a conversation, but I'm going to nitpick it anyway. I wonder if it's the exact same one that I put a note on and wrote down that exact thing. Okay. The mist in Icker Falls is a draw for the area, but you've got 4,000 houses probably need a serious, serious overhaul. So it needs to be, but you've got 4,000 houses in need of, or probably in need of. A serious overhaul. Probably needing a serious? Or, yeah, probably needing a serious overhaul. That would have been better, too. Or that need? Yeah. In need of, needing, that need. Like, yeah. it just needs an extra, like, word or two. Or, or like, letter or two. <laughs> and that's my Grammar Inquisitions. Mikey, these stands for you. It does. I have none. Gamer in yellow. The yellow stands for... Awesome. Yellow. <laughs> Yellow stands for the best color. Um, <clears throat> uh, I got a couple. Um, first one being pretty early on, where a paragraph... Okay, I have a question, actually. Yeah. If you put a dash in a sentence, does that technically break it into a second sentence? Yeah. Well, I mean, it technically breaks the, breaks the sentence up. And like, using a like semicolon a technically breaks it? Yeah. All right. Well... It kind of seemed like this entire paragraph was one sentence because at one point it has a dash, at one point it has a, a semicolon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, either way, the whole thing just kind of felt weird, and I, I felt like it should have been rewritten a little bit. Okay, the community is mm-hmm. made up of eighty townhomes, fifty lots, fifty single bedroom apartments, with the kind of aesthetic logic that puts ivy on the ten foot high brick wall that surrounds the complex. Dash, evoking old world with none of that hard to sell history. Semicolon beauty that draws you in with out letting the without letting you pass the front gate. So the way it was kind of broken up, it feels like before and after the break, it's talking about the exact same thing. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird the way it kind of flowed. Mm-hmm. And the way I rewrote it is um, fifty lots, fifty. Well, I'm 
jumping ahead. 50 lots, 50 single bedroom apartments, comma, all with the kind of aesthetic of the ivy-covered 10-foot-high brick wall that surrounds a complex, which kind of connects it better, saying, like, it look it looks like that, and that's, like, why they're together. Yeah. Why they look the same. A style which invokes old world um, with none of that hard-to-sell history, comma, a beauty that draws you in, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you caught it in your... Do you have in your grammar inquisitions or grammar grammar discrepancies? Grammar-related um, discrepancies. Yes. Do you have the uh, the past um, word of? So in that same in that same like quote, um, you said like the, doesn't let you pass the gate. I think it says past as in time past, not as in let you past something. Beauty that draws you in without letting you past the front gate. P a s t. Yeah, it's supposed. I think it's supposed to be p a s s e. Yeah. Did you have that in the grammar positions before? No. I, I saw it yesterday when I was rereading it on the website. Yeah. And I was like, one of the other guys will probably catch it. And if not, I will try and remember that. And then you mentioned the quote, and I was like, okay, i got to remember that. <laughs> well, good thing you didn't leave it 100% up to us. Yeah. Because we would have let that one slide. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed in you, Mikey. <laughs> I'm just looking up the definition for past. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was also kind of confused, like, hmm... Is that uh, to or on the other side, the further side of. For P-A-S-T? T, yep. Really? Yep. So it's actually... Then what's P-A-S-S-E-D? That's when you're passing. It's, like, yeah. it's basically like the past like, tense. I, I <laughs> it is the past it. tense of passing. Alright. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why I said that, because I was like, oh, right, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah. So I didn't catch it because huh. it's not an issue. Yeah. No, but it, it sounds, it feels like when you, when you read that, like it kind of like looks like it should be. Yeah. Unless you know, yeah, that's interesting though. Unless, if you're not an idiot, then you wouldn't yeah. notice it, but we clearly are idiots. Yeah, so we are, we are not smart enough for the English language. No. And it's, it's interwoven complex layers upon layers. Fuck the English language. I, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just think about putting P-A-S-S-E-D in that doesn't make any sense. Because without letting you past... Get past? Does that work? If you go get past? Yeah. But it's not there. But, yeah. But yeah. also, it works as it is, so... Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's just also, yeah, the English language is complex. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily so. Either way. Moving on to my second and only other one. That I have a note on. Okay. The very next paragraph from the one I just uh, talked mm-hmm. about is, it's a way to clamp a pleasant lid down on the less savory aspects of the town. That's the first sentence of the next paragraph. Yeah. First thing I thought of was, it's not a town. It's just a gathering of homes, which is, as the story said, a community. No, but the whole town, though, yeah. I know, yeah. but the way... Right before that, it was describing specifically the gated, the gated community, yeah. and then it sounds like it calls it a town, yeah. which was weird. But again, after that, I thought, unless it's trying to say that Cedar Spring is trying to look pleasant to hide the dark aspects of Vicar Falls. Which they do actually kind of bring up in the story, mm-hmm. um, like, you wouldn't, uh, you like, it's like, oh yeah, the, even the suburb, the, the old suburbs are like, like, she, like, she, like, all like, run down and stuff like that, but you wouldn't notice that over the gaudy new stuff that's been built. Yeah. Like, and that kind of is the, the point of the story is that it's showing, like, that Icker Falls has been basically, like, all the old, like, like, past-riddled 
content of this town has part of, part of it has been bulldozed to put this really contrasting like f- modern pseudo fake um, like new buildings mm-hmm. basically. So. Also, is it bad that I thought you said pasta riddled? Because it kind of is pasta riddled. It is. There's pasta so many pasta. So many pasta. Yeah. yeah. But um, either way, um, I wrote that note when I was reading it at that point. Yeah. Not with mm-hmm. the the future knowledge. Um, but either way, um, in that case, in the case of it being Acre Falls is bad and this looks nice, um, I feel two words should be added to the end to make it kind of, um, seem better. So instead of... Acre Falls. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, no. sorry. Um, no, it'd be, um, wait, what's the quote again? Um... It's a way to clamp a pleasant lid down on the less savory aspects of the town. It's in. <laughs> ah. Two little words, just to, okay, no no confusion whatsoever. Although, uh, the same thing we apply for Acre Falls, like, the town, Acre Falls. <laughs> yes. You could also use your joke one. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But, either way. Yeah. Do you have a thing? Uh, I was just going to say that his is shorter. So I mean, yeah, there's fewer there's fewer letters, there's fewer syllables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Easier to read, rolls off the tongue. It's in Icker <laughs> Falls. There's, there's like one more syllable that it has to be. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because yeah. we're clearly trying to condense this down as much as we yes. can. <laughs> For reasons? I apologize. I just thought of my family. I will perform Sudoku. All right. Numbers, numbers. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You just keep doing that while I continue. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, the whole clamp a lid down on a gated community does make it seem like the problem is inside the wall, and they're trying to cap it off from the outside. Just from the yeah. the, the analogy of it alone, because it's here's a gate to keep like everything in there, in there, and then it's the nice looking to keep a lid on it. It seems like you're sealing it in, like the bat is inside. Unless you're trying to seal it in so the badness of outside can't get in. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I mean, that's probably what they were kind of going That could be what they were going for, because they were trying to keep the, the, the bad taste of the of all the, like, the bloody history of Vicar Falls out of this, like, sparkling new fake build, like, structure or facility. Yeah. But either way, um, all that shit aside, that entire quote should be the end of the previous paragraph. Yeah. Hmm. Because... It's talking about the same thing. Yeah. And then right after that sentence, it goes on to something else. Mm. So, put the, the previous and go mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Right. And that is the end of my grammar-related discrepancies. Okay. So, action plots. All right, guys. So warning. Deep thought dive here. Uh-oh. That, this story kind of invoked me while I was reading. Okay. So, I'm going to start with the quote. What? Should we make this more... Um... Noticeable, like, warning, warning. <laughs> warning, warning, incoming deep thoughts. Warning, incoming deep thoughts. Yeah. Red thoughts, white teeth. Red thoughts, white teeth. <laughs> like, yeah. a small percentage of our audience will get that. <laughs> right? I don't no, anyway, that's the quote. That's my thought. Oh. <laughs> it's half the page. And quote begins. You can't honor a memory by trying to hide it, ignore it, or repel it. Cedar Spring, with its impersonal McMansion townhomes, its stuccoed, faux-finished walls, pleasantly distressed murals, and its Americana cute street names, is Icker Falls by way of Disneyland. So, 
I feel like this story is, on top of showing the existential horror of isolation through a gated community, it also has this distaste for fake luxury properties and development, or like modern development, and comments on that through the sort of disturbed presence or power angle, like disturbed power because like like they, they don't do deep kind of thing, or they bulldozed away the, the coverings of this tomb or something like that. Um, the developers just carelessly pave over uh, a place with a very bloody past or a very deep-seated past with no regret or regard for it, just so some money can be made off of the upper class in an otherwise low-to-middle-class area. Honestly, with society as it is and how it was back when this was written, I personally think this, uh, this resonates um, to a degree. It's like building on a like, like, barrel ground exactly, situation. Exactly, yeah. Or, hmm. like, because for me, like, I always feel a sense of loss when I see this kind of mass development over either formerly used historic land or, like, when forests are clear-cut, when people, uh, where people used to hike through those forests and they're just cleared out to make room for, like, development and some of that. Or like, old drive-ins that are, like, wrecked to put up, like, a townhouse or something. Yeah, or a lakefront property where there are old cottages or, like, where... Um, older, like a town, like ha- like one of the towns nearby, um, had a has a hotel called the Lakeview Hotel, and there's a big ass gaudy condo right oh right where it's it's Lakeview used to be. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, that's it's actually nice. a big issue with that it, with our with the t- that town is that there's a ton of property on lake on the lakeside, um, where there used to be like old historic buildings. Or mind you, some of them are decrepit and and are were gentrified. But they've been bulldozed, like the whole pro- the properties have just been bulldozed out to make way for condos. You were going to say something, Mikey? Yes, uh, I know the uh, hotel or motel that you're talking about. Yeah. And technically, it gets its name from the street. Oh, is it called Lakeview? Yes. Well, yeah, but it's still like. like it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not for a reason. But the problem is Lakeview's like, street name. Doesn't have any merit anymore because it's from a callback because it had a great lake view at one point. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, or like, so yeah, like it's just like I it, and it's like I know it's modern. It's the modern ethos, like to build mm-hmm. and expand and mm-hmm. like to build higher and to build like to build outward. But I always feel a sense of sadness when I see that when I see development like that when I see farmland that is just bulldozed down to make room for suburbs. Like that was farmland we could have used for food, like or like. Those forests didn't uh, were like pe- people hiked in those forests. Like th- there was trails in those forests that people uh, would go to and some of that. And now they've been bulldozed out and they're made private property. The only way for us to not expand is we're gonna have to do something like everybody get in the pile situation from South Park. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone has to stop procreating. <laughs> and again, I get that. Like I get the, that ethos of like like why we have to do that. I just always I I never not feel a sense of, like, sadness for that, like, or a sense yeah, of loss yeah, yeah. Um, whenever I see that kind of thing. And this story kind of, like, invoked that in me, like, with the, uh, mm-hmm. with the, the commentary. It was seeming commentary. I don't know. I, I kind of see it as, saw it as commentary on, like, McMansions and, like, the, the stuffy upper crust people. I don't even know what away. McMansion referred to. McMansion is basically fake mini mansions that, that upper class or, like, uh, higher middle class people buy out in the middle of the woods uh, or like out in like gated communities to make themselves feel like they live in mansions. That they're called McMansions because they're supposed to be like fake mansion, like fake cheap mansions. Wouldn't they be like 
McMansions? Like, technically? <laughs> or something? Hmm. It's, it's when they referred to McMansion, I immediately thought of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's also the co- that's also kind of where that comes from too, because it's like fast, like like basically pumped out yeah. mansion or pumped out like mansion style buildings mm-hmm. for the better off, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that that was like the first thing that I kind of took note of with this with that quote uh, and that part of the story, and then we go into my next note. Um, this is going to sound really odd. But it's your home. This stuff matters. No one wants to feel like an intruder in their own home. The whole time I lived there, there was... It's like there was an impersonal feel to every part of the house. That's not a surprise. I've lived in that kind of house before, and it's all a little cookie cutter. Uh, it's supposed to be this getaway, but this, but this was like... You know that feeling you have waiting in the dentist's waiting room to be called? The buzz of the fluorescent lights, the cold and the antiseptic smell, it's anxiety, it's isolation, like you're separate from the rest of the world. Cedar Spring magnified that feeling 10,000 times. I really like this idea that it, there's a power in Nicker Falls that can just amplify negative aspects of the pl- of a place. Like, again, like there's some kind of like force in Nicker Falls that like magnifies that, the, the, uh, the, as- like the negative aspects of this or like, even if you want to kind of say, like, uh, maybe that's what the same power did the thing, like, wait, uh, when we did the story 20 minutes in the dark, that's what amplified her fear to the point where she was just, like, trapped there, which because she yeah. was overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like the, the spirits of all the the homes that all these homes have been built on yeah, like the are spirit- pissed that these homes are here, so, like, let's just make all of this really bad so they move out and then they demolish this <laughs> yeah, so we like, can have this area back. Yeah, it's like the spirit of a place, not maybe a person or, or like, the spirit of... The, of Icker Falls itself, not a individual person or creature, um, is forcing this this presence upon people. I mean, it could even be an individual creature because, like, if they if they rip down like five homes that were all haunted, those ghosts don't have a haunt spot anymore. Yeah. They're built on top of. Yeah, it could be. Though I I definitely like because it's a kind of a newer concept. I like the idea of a of the spirit of a place, not mm-hmm. of an individual. Um, and not saying that's a bad thing. Like I, I just, I, I, if it was, I just, I just like the idea of like again, like spirit, uh, elemental spirits, basically, or like, but modern elemental spirits, or like more urban elemental spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like the places like was built to be this like faux rustic facade and like isolated community, and then the town itself just kind of like made it this alien thing to people that live there or that try to live there. Like they just kind of feel this, this like they don't feel familiar at all to the to the place they're supposed to be living like they in. might as well be on mars yeah like or like you know like it, it amplifies that i the aspect of this of, of being like a facade so that you feel that present that 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 you kind of you feel that to your core mm-hmm. that alien like this is not real kind of like um uh vibe from the actual town or the actual building um and then my next quote uh that i have here is I don't want to get melodramatic about it, but I've thought about it a lot since then. Some people think hell as some burning pit or to- of torment, but I don't think it is. I read once that the real hell is the absence of God. Icker Falls has a reputation of being a haunted town. And when I lived there, I saw my share of things out of the corner of my eye. But I never saw them at Cedar Fall. Somehow that Springs. became... But I never saw them at Cedar Spring. Somehow that became the opposite of comforting. 
Ghosts haunt old buildings, old places. Is it possible for a place without a past to be haunted by its own lack of history, by bleakness? Can a place be haunted by absence? Gods, I love that last line. It just, for me, it invokes a really cool, creepy, cosmic horror, like, kind of statement. Like, a place to be haunted by a lack of anything. Like, basically by nothing. But that nothing actually has some kind of substance in this place. It's because a nothing it's so in- something. The nothing is so intense, it, beca- it, it, becomes, it becomes a something. It, it's like antimatter. It basically becomes like anti... It's almost like they're, they're ghosts of anti... Of anti-existence. Yeah. They're anti-ghosts. It's haunted by anti-ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that was my, my, actual, my last of my actual thoughts. It just, like, as I read the story, like, I got, like, I got more and more excited about, like, kind of the weird, like, higher concepts of the story that at least I was kind of seeing in the story. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if that's just me or not. But it, it seemed like when I read, the, looked over the comments, it looked, seemed like there were other people that, that had similar... Inklings are like similar, like kind of, yeah, um, uh, opinion to it. But I mean, one of my notes is literally just the ending's awesome. Really? Because <laughs> I was going to say the same sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Mikey, these stands for you. All right. Well, I'm going to rip out everything you just said. <laughs> yep. Everything you said was wrong. Everything I'm about to say is correct. <laughs> if you have a brain. <laughs> wow. Uh, your ventriloquism needs some work. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Uh, Alright, so... First thing... Is that... I personally would have liked it to be a little bit longer. Okay. And there's a very, very simple way... Another interviewer... Or interviewee... Oh, have another, yeah. And... It's basically interviewing either a gardener, caretaker, trash service, or security guard from... The problem with that, legal standpoint, they would not be able to disclose... They would have to be anonymous. Yeah. Um, But even then, like, even if if the documentarist said, like, oh, like, this unnamed gardener or, like, this... Maybe unnamed employee... Mm-hmm. Oh, like there's something like that. Maybe they could go with that because if he sta- like if the story states that like it's a gardener or yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like that's that's company confidentiality. Like like, yeah. like this te- this 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 group is pretty corporate. They're gonna fire that guy but, for for, uh, for telling for saying anything bad about the, their project. But but oh sorry, how you done? Um, <laughs> but the first one was the freaking architect that worked on building the place. Yeah, but he's done, his job is done. He's a free he was yeah. a freelancer. He was just an architect to it. Oh, yes. And he was like, but if you notice, like he's like they say, like he was also mm-hmm. the only person that would take his calls. Meaning, yeah. like probably he probably did try to call like a bunch of those like employees, yeah. and, and they've were, all been killed, <laughs> or they've all been told they've all been told not to say anything about this, yeah. um, or risk losing their job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure, like yeah, like if if the story hadn't been done as a documentary like transcript. Um, mm-hmm. I would have liked a story where, like, the guy is actually just going out and investigating and, like, talking to people. Mm-hmm. And, like, this has to go off the rate. Like, basically, we don't... This doesn't show up in any, like, official uh, in official channels, like, through, like, mm-hmm. a documentary or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But this is, we get, like, the con- we get the, the content through some other way. Like, out of... Mm-hmm. Out of it, it still could be in the documentary, because it gives you the opportunity to do that scene in a documentary where, like, 
the the guy you're interviewing is completely in shadow, and he's like he has a, a filter yeah, that's, over that's, his voice. No, that's what I did. But the problem is, like, they wouldn't be able, we would never be able to know like what occupation he was in there no. because you could just say I'm a gardener there. I was a no, gardener there. No, no you can't. Okay. You'd say um. Employee. I was an employee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, yeah. You can maybe get away with it if he was a former like employee. Like maybe they yeah. like they fired him, uh, or maybe he quit because he didn't like. Because again, like it seems like even like uh, when you're not living there, mm-hmm. you feel this like oppressive like isolation and like basically this mm-hmm. alienness to it. So maybe yeah, maybe it was a former gardener or something like that that I could get, you could get away with. But yeah, like if you if they were a current employee of the of the corporation that uh, to go out there. But if you're not disclosing who you are, what does it matter? Because then the com- if the company sees this doc- like this is actual like, sh- like legal shit that happens, if the com- if the if the company gets hold of this documentary, they're going to do a uh, in in company wide uh, like look like search for witch hunt basically for the person who spilled the be- who said something about the uh, about Cedar Spring. They're going to try and find the guy who 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 went anonymous who, who anonymously um, like said this thing and still worked there, or at least. It's going to um, pose a threat toward all the other people that uh, that work there because um, the company's now keeping an eye on them. Yeah, but if all the like gardeners are like, really tight and they're like really brotherly, one of the guys stand up and be like, "I'm the gardener," and then another one will stand up and be like, "I'm the gardener." Cool, you're We're all, all fired. We'll get new. Cool, you're all fired. We'll get new. We'll get new gardeners. Then simultaneously, they're like, "Shit!" Yeah, <laughs> like in a perfect world, yeah, they won't get caught. But the, the world yeah. of, of Vicar Falls specifically, and like the real world, is not perfect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. corporations do this shit all the time. This like, is an evil you say corporation as well. Yeah, you say something. Like crude on your Facebook, and you get fired from your from your. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, that's uh, happened uh, to people. The, I know. The only reason I'm laughing is because you constantly refer to this because of re- rehiring James Gunn. <laughs> no, because of rehiring James Gunn. That being said, they should rehire James Gunn. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Disney, seriously, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, no, no. I, we I, want I, tracks, guys. I think you know meant that, like, for like other like companies and so like like I think. Yeah, like, I've, I've had, like, friends or, fa- like, I've even had, like, family who have, like, said something crude on their Facebook or had, like, had, a, like, a like a weird, like, a, like just kind of, like, again, like, a weekend, like, like prank thing or something, like, photo. Yeah. And they got fired the next week from their job because the company saw it. And yep. it was, it wasn't, uh, they didn't want them representing the company. It's kind of a shame that, essentially, internet trolls can win. Because of that, because of legal reasons, yeah, that's really what it is. And well, it's not just internet troll. It's just like the companies are being too uptight. Like, again, the companies don't they want have that kind to, of though. Well, they don't want that kind of representation. I'm that's not, what I'm saying. Not, it's not legal obligation. About, we're not just talking about James Gunn here. Like, like oh, I know. That, I'm talking about thing, but anybody. Like, like, if they fire you because of something that they saw on Facebook, it's because they had to, probably because of legal reasons. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like, that's why, like the like somebody who still works at this at Elysium Group, like as one of these like low end maintenance people. They would not be talking because they don't want to lose their job. Yes. And I agree with you five minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, I feel that we should, at the very least, talk about the room. Because it's I, I, don't wanna, I hate room. talking about that movie. It's, just, it's <laughs> not as good and funny as people say it. It's... Okay, the joke aside, what, what was it with this room? Well, you know the the title of the story, the excerpts from a room at Cedar Spring. Yeah, and the the only mention to the room is about the guy having nightmares. 
Yeah, about the main guy. Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's also like that's the title of the uh, of the documentary. So it's like a room at Cedar Fall, like because or Cedar Fall, a room at Cedar Springs. Like it's like a um, uh, kind of like like it's a title to represent the fact that like no one lives in Cedar Springs, but like you can, like they want you to get a room at Cedar Springs, but you no one wants to. So it's more like a it's it is metaphorical. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but he does mention a room. He does mention a, a single uh, a room, but it's not. But that's again, it's this, the title is an excerpts from a room at Cedar Springs, which a room at Cedar Springs is a is the documentary that's being uh, the excerpt is from. I think he was getting as the documentary no should room. be called. No, I'm, what I'm getting as he's probably saying the documentary shouldn't be called a room at Cedar Springs. It should be called like Cedar Springs, the ghost town. Something more fitting because it's not just about that one room. Because, I don't know, like from the title alone, if you just read the title, you're going to assume that there's a place called Cedar Springs and there is a room, be it an apartment room or a room in a house that is haunted. And that's what they're talking about. The entire place is haunted. Not yeah, just they go into that, but like it's it's. I don't know. I honestly think it's fine. Like it's like I can I understand like where you're coming from. Like you think it should be a bigger like more broader stroke. Of Cedar Spring, not just a singular room, because that's kind of deceiving. I personally don't give a shit because the title seems fine for me. <laughs> like it, it makes sense because it's it's like for me, like again, I like my whole thing was like, oh, it's a room at Cedar Spring because like people like they want like, there are no people in the rooms of Cedar Springs, but they have like fifty rooms or fifty single bedrooms. 50, like, townhouses. Just because they say room once or twice in the story does not make it work. All right, whatever. Like, we're going to agree to disagree. Because, yeah. like, I, again, and again, I agree, I understand where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. But I don't, I don't subscribe to it. That's really what it Okay, from. would you agree with me on this? If the story was a transcript of a guy that was locked in a room in Cedar Springs and all the crazy shit that happened to him throughout a week... But he finally got out and got this message out. Would that make more sense? Yeah, that would make more sense. Moving up, that would be more <laughs> concrete. Yeah. But again, I'm fine with it the way it is because you can have things that are vague. You don't have to have specifics all the time. But it makes you assume. I don't care. I like assuming. I sometimes assuming isn't always a bad thing. But sometimes it is. Oh yes, but not <laughs> all the time. Like sometimes it's okay, but sometimes it's like italics. It's just no. Exactly. Like it's. A double-edged sword. Like, it's the reason why we have the, the word assuming. <laughs> like, and it's not like, always a negative thing. I don't like double-edged swords. I use katanas. <sighs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I'm a ninja, after all. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, so uh, I have a quote here. I started having nightmares at night. Not about death or monsters, but... Suddenly, I'd be in this empty white space, this featureless room, devoid of all context, all emotion. When I read that, uh, my, my mind went to Invader Zim. Uh, there's an episode where, where basically they're going through a, a portal-type situation, and it can diverge into different dimensions... And one of them has a mist that looks very itchy. And then there's another one that just has a room with a moose. Okay. <laughs> and it's a white room. <laughs> okay. Cool. 
Cause they're rough. All right. Yeah. That's what that reminded you of? Yes. Right. <laughs> and uh, devoid of all context and emotions. Like, why is there a uh, Okay, yeah, I, I will agree that's like, why is there a booster room? <laughs> yeah. Like, I need context. So I know what emotions. I feel hollow inside. I don't know why. Yeah. There's just some boost in the room. <laughs> and it's like, actually, I'm a meese. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He stands up, starts beating the shit out of him. Here's your emotion. Fear. Pain. <laughs> agony. <laughs> your so hatred real. burns in the bowels deep. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh... Anyway, uh, my next thing here uh, is going on about the whole thing about there being nothing there and whatnot. Basically, my, my mind went to um, the, they clearly have no internet and no TV. Yeah, well, it is 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it was a simpler time. <laughs> Not too far off. <laughs> was it that different back then? <laughs> Actually, no, sorry, 2008. Was when this, this, well, they'd have internet. Yeah, they would but, have internet, but, but wouldn't be. they don't have internet. That's the yeah. one thing. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's like no internet and no TV. Make Homer something something. <laughs> Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we can reference cartoons to Gamer in Yellow. <laughs> I suppose you could. <laughs> it's not all South Park in these parts. So, really, that explains why nobody wants to yeah. live there. There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. That's understandable. What's the guy's name? Paul? Paul needs Wi-Fi. Oh, God. <laughs> Referencing the super old freaking Cody yeah. playthrough. That we found oddly hilarious that one time that many, many years ago. Yep. And then never watched it ever again. But continued referring to it. Yeah, that was you guys, primarily. Yeah, mainly. Anyway. Alright, yeah. So, uh, there's more, but I'll save that for final okay. thoughts. Oh, that means my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so many cartoon references. Okay, so, um... I was reading through it. Everything was going fine. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to the transcript situation, mm-hmm. it's like, I spoke with Michael Hayes, a junior architect um, and planner at Cedar Spring and one of the few people that can return my phone calls. And at this point, I'm like, oh, this is there's a character talking here? It, it seemed like it was a narrator the entire time. Well, that's the thing. Like, the narrator is a character in this because this is an excerpt from a documentary. But I, and they usually have sorry, and they usually have a narrator, yeah. like a person. Yeah, but, did, yeah, was, yeah. It's narrator, but, literally. Yeah, it's literally. There's a literal like, narrator. But it's like, but it's like. We're so used to. It's like to not having. We're so used to having a non narrator like. It's breaking his mind. It is, jeez. <laughs> but he's like, he's like folding out reality here. Jesus. You won't let me talk. Sorry. <laughs> I was letting you. I was pausing. You. Uh, no, it's because the character is never named from the get go. Like in a documentary, it wouldn't be like, "Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm John Mooseman, and this is <laughs> my counter. This is an excerpt from the documentary." Which is so, a transcript it does, of it. It actually does say his name. He does actually have a name. The filmmaker. No, the filmmaker isn't necessarily. That is the... generally, when it comes to documentaries, 
Is it? The filmmaker is the is the person that narrates it. Really? Yeah. I, I, I thought that'd be like a director situation. Concre- the documentarist, like the filmmaker of a documentary, for most, like, especially for like smaller ones, like this is probably a small one, they are the director, they are the writer, they are the narrator, they are the Tommy Wiseau of the documentary. Or, um, or the uh, Michael Moore. Yeah, or the, exactly, Michael Moore is, in the, yeah, he's a the filmmaker who created uh, Bowling for Columbine and... The 9-11 one. Fahrenheit. Problem being, the only person named is the documentary producer. Hey. The filmmaker. (laughs) The filmmaker. I wrote down producer. Yeah, it's filmmaker. But I wrote down producer. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) You write down whatever you want. It's not right. (laughs) That's nice. It's wrong. His name is... Yeah. A Room at Cedar Spring, 2008, is a locally produced documentary by West Virginia filmmaker Warren Todd. It says wow. Warren Jeffs here. What? It's Warren Jeffs. It says Warren Todd here. <laughs> in the book. <laughs> yeah. In the publication. It says Warren Todd. You know what it says here? You know what it says here? It's a locally produced documentary. Yeah. By Western... Fil- Western... Western... By West Virginia filmmaker. He is a filmmaker who produced this one. But he also <laughs> directed it. Probably. I noticed you just said probably. <laughs> Listen, it's a goddamn docu- documentary. Most of the time, it's the producer. Most of the time, it's the producer every time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Michael Moore produced Bowling for Columbine and Fahrenheit and That's nice. This isn't Bowling for Columbine. (laughs) He also narrated it and directed it and wrote it. Oh, good for him. (laughs) Jesus. This isn't that thing, though. But it's a dog. It's... it's... Alright, fine. My uncle, uh, my uncle, uh, who uh, has done documentaries in the past... Wrote, writes them, produces them, go is the mostly the camera guy, and also in later uh, documentaries he did, narrated them. Because he did decided he do to do a documentary called A Room for, at Cedar Spring? No. Well, but then they, how do you know that? I'm just giving you evidence that <laughs> I, other I know, I know. Stop being so goddamn semantic! Oh! I refuse. Goddamn. I'm semantic ninja. Anyways, um, we're also just being really silly right now. I mean, yeah, that's the idea. Degree. Yeah, that's kind of what we do here. Um, yeah, before I continue, actually, I forgot to go back to this. First thing I wrote down about this entire thing yeah. was talking about the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, right from the get-go, I, I didn't know... Uh, okay, this is technically just a grammar-related discrepancy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just sit up. It's fine. It's fine. Because right. the title is Excerpts from a Room at Cedar Spring. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you ready? I'm actually, I'm actually fine. I'm just... I'm just... You're just sending out? I'm just acting right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually pissed or anything. I'm just doing something. But here's the thing. It should be excerpts from, yeah, as I do in quotation, a room at Cedar Spring. I agree. Great. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That would make more would sense. Would also work? No. No. Or brackets, maybe? No. From because Coleman. then technically it would be called A Room From. Well, they did that with Hirsch Camera, actually, because, like, the, the Hirsch Camera, in brackets, 1870. That's just putting a year on it. That's true. Oh, for the camera, anyway. But, yeah, no, I I actually do completely agree, because that's generally what you do for the yeah. titles of uh, of a... When you're referring thing. to the title of a movie or a book, <laughs> yeah. you quote it's, it. Yeah, it's a quote. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so you really didn't like that they 
quoted it right at the first sentence. Yeah, the sentence they actually have a quote. Yeah, but the title should have it. Yeah, the title honestly should have had it too. Yeah, that's my only problem. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just got. I just got to leave this comment here about about our show. I love how we like. And and people have commented on our show about this. we, I love how we just get into the most asinine aspects of a story and just go off the rails about it. Yeah. Like, to the point, like, we'll end up talking about, like, some random thing that has nothing to do with the show. Like, what are we talking about again? Yeah. Like, we've actually had comments from, uh, from one or two people, including an author yeah. of a story, and there's like, like, that they love the show for how, how pedantic and how like re- how over the top we go on the smallest detail of their story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you put a plural in the wrong place, we'll just fuck you up. <laughs> or we'll just go like we'll go to, we'll go like we'll argue on boss for thirty minutes about why the creature is in is uh, is in the vents when it's a pipe when it comes comes through the pipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then make an entire lore around that. Yeah, exactly. About two different creatures exactly. and an entirely different story, like, and then add them into the supernatural task force. I, I really hope people <laughs> listening know that we like to have fun here. As uh, like, <laughs> as much as we like, might sound like we hate each other and like attack each other and some of that. Mm-hmm. It's all in good fun. <laughs> yes. Indeed. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's you cool. You have the floor, sir. Cool, alright. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm just going over the ones that we've already talked about. Um, so, two things here. First one, because I didn't write it down, I should probably mention it. If How long are documentaries, generally? Uh, they, oh, you're asking, uh, they can range between 30 minutes, 20 yeah. to 30 minutes to 4 hours. Yep. <laughs> Alright, well, if this is a, tr- uh, like, a Generally, one-to-one transcript it of is it, not. it is not. It is not. It is an It says excerpts. That is taking a caption. <laughs> an excerpt out of a... I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, so they left out the part with the employee. Yeah. Oh, all the parts that we're complaining about. It's yeah. just in the well, rest all the, part, of all the parts that you want to see. You want more. You're, yeah. you're Ariel from Little Mermaid. I must have more. Wait, was that... That's either Ariel or that's Belle for being the Beast. Either way, you're a Disney princess. <laughs> I know what the title art's going to be now. <laughs> Look at what you've done. <laughs> that's what it was for Halloween. Because <laughs> you're... You're welcome. <laughs> it's going to be Mikey, a really disapproving looking. He just gives me the evil eye. That's he looks so... <laughs> I don't know who's to blame here, me or him or you now. I don't know. It's kind of all of our fault when you think about it. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to post on Twitter right now and just like, what Disney princess would you think, uh, 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 do you think Mikey the East is Rebel should be? Do it. Ariel or Belle? <laughs> no, just any. <laughs> you can be anyone you want. Yeah. Free range. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, and also not sorry, whatsoever. <laughs> okay, but moving on. Yes. So, um, I enjoyed the the semi-documentary style of writing, because it didn't feel 100% documentary to me, because the first half of it was just kind of a standard sort of creepypasta style, yeah. where it's just talking about the story and what happened, and then all of a sudden it switches gears into documentary town. Well, the whole... Th- oh. <sighs> 
the thing is, like, it is all documentary because um, when I, when I read it, it, it seemed like um, it, like the parts that aren't dialogue are the guy's thesis, which is usually what the person in the documentary narrates is that their their essay or their thesis about what why they're filming this documentary. Yeah, but like, here's the thing: all the things that are said, there's nothing in it that makes it seem like it's from a video. Where he, like he's not he's not at a place referencing something, and that's described in the text, well, yeah, and no, then his words are told to us. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. The problem is like the story doesn't have the descriptors of what's being shot. We have and what the, I'm saying is it. I, I would like it if it did. Yeah. That's all. Well, the thing about also the thing about do- documentaries are they are off- off- yeah, offensively no, they are effectively video essays. They are like so some like basically the, the essay is written first, and then they. Uh, go into and then they they shoot the film and like or they go and find get the the material they need. Mm-hmm. So like that's and like that's how they're like they're kind of built together. Like that's why like most documentaries will have like panning shots or um, like video footage behind the audio, which is narr- basically just narrating an essay that the guy wrote. Yeah. Um. To to help add credence to the words he's saying. So yeah, like I mean, right now the problem with the story is that you're not you can't you're not visualizing. The um the video portion of the documentary while you're no. reading the story. Yeah, I'm just seeing it as a creepypasta, just yeah. like the other ones. Yeah, which I don't know. It just it, didn't, it, it's, it, it didn't give the right feel to me. Even though it does say at the beginning that it's an excerpt from a documentary, it can say whatever it wants if it doesn't okay. feel like it. It isn't. That's fair. I will. It, like I disagreed with your you guys' uh, opinion on the on the title. I will concede that you disagree with my opinion on the the story being documentary style. <laughs> you can say that that cat is a dog all you want, but unless I hear him bark, I'm not going to believe you. Okay. That's, that's odd, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But essentially, like, at, at some point, I kind of expected him to be like, hi, I'm Narrator Man, and here's the beautiful community of Cedar Falls. That part was... Yeah. Oh, shit, I said... I wrote down Cedar Falls. Cedar Spring. <laughs> I wrote it down. Cedar oh, Spring. That's <gasps> awesome. Nestled in the dark, haunted past of Vicar Falls, etc. Yeah, no. Like, he says etc. Yeah, well, the thing is, and again, this is kind of like... Again, it's from the whole a- a- excerpt aspect of it. That part is not re- is removed out of the story because that would probably just be hi. I'm Todd. <laughs> I'm here. But to talk I about. want that. I, I get you. Like, it like, it kind of seems like they took the documentary and took out like you just it, want the entire documentary. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Listen, man. <laughs> the the author did not want to write an entire multi-page documentary. But wouldn't transfer. it be neat? It would be. I agree with you. But the author didn't want to write yeah, that. Yeah. He he didn't think that was complete. That wasn't what was interesting to him. What That's was great. interesting to him was the part in the middle that he took the excerpt from that gives us the the whole high concept that the place is is haunted by the absence of its own history. <laughs> it's not even just in the middle though cuz he took it's, it seems like he, he, he took this no but like he took the the intro bit or at least part of the intro bit. Yeah. It's like he just kind of grabbed random parts and put it together. It, yeah, it, it does flow it, it does kind of feel 100%. like like it, it, I will I will concede to that because it does kind of feel like when you're reading through it, it feels like it's like halfway through the half, like like through the like uh, like through the middle section of this documentary, mm-hmm. and then it kind of ends 
the way I feel the documentary should end is like, yeah. is it possible that something is haunted by its by absence? That is like, an awesome that is, ending. That's a, that's a great but, ending, like zinger for a documentary and a creepypasta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I agree and don't disagree with you. <laughs> Sorry. We have to agree to possibly disagree. <laughs> kind of not really, but sort of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I, I do agree with you. It should, like, I would love to see a full transcript of this documentary. We're not gonna get it unless Chris Straub or some fan of Icar Falls uh, ends up writing the full transcript, <laughs> including this. No, you know what? I really want to see then. If you're gonna go just that far, do the documentary. Just, go to some, <laughs> just yeah. go to some Hobunk town in in uh, in West Virginia. Yep. Or like maybe Pennsylvania because they're kind of the same geography. Um, Baker Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a place. Yeah, it's 120 miles off. Uh, uh, what north southwest of uh, of Charlottesville? Sure. There's probably a gated community there somewhere, right? Sorry, yeah, Baker Falls. Uh, it's 150 miles south of Charlotte, North Carolina. So yeah, we just gotta go north of uh, uh, like north. Um, we just gotta go south from from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we'll find Acre Falls. Indeed, yes. We'll just go shoot at ourselves. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, talk to you guys later. <laughs> See you on the next. See you on the trip. <laughs> Sleep well. And we're back. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, I do not want to go to Acre Falls ever again. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're not we, doing we, that. You know, I, I have a feel like I don't know how our documentary is going to do because we like noped most of the videos. Like we noped whenever anything got interesting, we just noped out because we're logical human beings and a, a Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> Starfield as well. <laughs> yes. So yeah, and like, also all my footage isn't there. What? It's just gone. It's oh. not on. Nothing actually got recorded. Did you have, did you leave the uh, cap on? No. So really, you just didn't catch anything. Damn it! It's, it you didn't catch the, the Silver King chasing us at slow mo style. No. Damn it! I, I thought I did. Like I got down with that really dramatic shot, even though I was about to die. Also, but man, like, nothing I, was recording, even though the red light was blinking and it had yeah. the tape in it. Again, I'm kind of glad we did leave because, like, man, Cedar Springs oh. was giving me like some really bad vibes. Like, ugh. Uh, that was a recording. Device you had? I thought it was a lunchbox. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I ate the tape. <sighs> Damn it, Mikey. The E does not stand for eating. <laughs> it does in this case. <laughs> anyway, no. let's just no, continue it on. It doesn't stand for eating. It's, <laughs> it stands for empty stomach. <laughs> right. Well, that that was a, a complete trip ruined. Let's just let's just continue with our with your with your actual uh, with your actual thoughts for this story. What story was it? That was months yeah, it ago. Was months ago. Um, what was this? Uh, Icar Falls excerpt from uh, a room at Cedar Springs. No, Cedar Fall, wasn't it? Right. Yes, Cedar Falls. Yeah. No, that's what they renamed it. Remember? No, Icar- I don't remember. No, you don't remember? No. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Um, hey, that's actually the end of my notes. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, on to final thoughts then. So, rereading the story, because I read it like three times this week. Really? Yeah, I, I've i come to really enjoy this story for its higher concept, like ghost of a place, lack of history, um, like the anti-ghost idea that it kind of presents. They're um, called Sogs. Hmm? Sogs. <laughs> 
Matthias Stein. Matthias Stein. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Alright, I'll just write that down for the SNTF again. Yeah, you're welcome. No, um, the, the whole, like, uh, kind of commentary that at least I saw of, like, the new development, um, uh, ripping down the old and invoking, like, outer horror or amplifying the fear of isolation and alienation, um, because of, or, like, basically amplifying those, like, those tone, those, those, uh, kind of, like, human feelings toward, like, a new, like, tacky facade of a building. Um, and at least the way I took it, like, it, it, it seemed like a social commentary and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, call me artsy fartsy for, for that because it is, it, I, I'm not going to lie. It does, when I, the, when I said that, when I was writing that stuff down, when I was like thinking that stuff, I felt really like, uh, what's the word for like a really artsy, like kind of thing. Um, not prestigious, uh, fine arts major kind of thing, like really, I Snob- want to say pompous. Pomp, you know, snobbish. Snob. I felt kind of like I felt kind of like an art snob or like a literary yeah. snob <laughs> when 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 thinking about this because like it is kind of, like, kind of but at the same time like it didn't the story to me anyways did invoke that kind of my own personal like kind of um, uh, not f- I guess it, it's a tragic fear it's a fear of loss um, like for something like nostalgic which is kind of what the story kind of invoked to me because like again I get that feeling whenever I. See a condo getting built, put up on uh, on a uh, lakeside. It's like, well, that could have been used for cottages, quaint cottages, and stuff like that. It's a more real, real fear that people can actually have yeah, compared to like a, a monster chasing you through the wo- the woods and stuff, you know? Yeah, and yet we, yeah, like the monster in this is not is is indescribable. Holy shit! This is the indistinct. This is the indescribable, like Lovecraftian horror monster of of Icar Falls because it doesn't have a body. It doesn't have a physical form. It just affects the people that live there. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not it's an intelligence of some kind that's doing it, or um, or it's just the place's like aura of bleakness, or it's aura of negativity that, uh, like, the town's bloody history has created this aura of negativity that amplifies all negative aspects of any kind of aspect of, of life. Like, I really enjoy that cosmic horror element of it. You know what I'm thinking? Hmm? That 20 minutes in the dark situation... She was living in Cedar Springs. Holy shit! She was like super depressed and like freaking yeah, out she all was the like, time. Yeah, that's and that's why she didn't do anything because she no, was but, like, yeah, or like maybe she was nearby, or like or again, like maybe that maybe that building was one of the, the Elysium groups like built like like college dorms kind of thing or like a, a resident a residential area. But she's seen all the creepy shit, and there's no creepy shit to see there. That's the thing. Yeah, but remember, some of the part of the town, like not just Cedar Spring, but like parts of the town have been bulldozed down, and like new developments have been built on. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I wonder if, like, maybe, like, that part of her, like, where she's living, like, basically the, the college residential area, like, basically, like, the suburbs. Maybe it's in the suburbs kind of area. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like, that whole kind of, like, cosmic horror element to it, where, like, there's just this uncaring, like, apathetic force that we can't comprehend or, like, stop is just permeates this exi- permeates existence in this location. Um I, I really dug that. Um, and, well, you dig it. You still dig it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and despite the, the... And even despite some of the, uh, the the minor layout issues I had with the story, um, the way it's written, I enjoyed, too. Like, the whole, mm-hmm. like, transcript of a documentary. I will concede I would have loved... I would love to see a full transcript of the documentary. But for me, like, if, if this is all we're going to get, this is enough. Regardless. Personally. Um, well... How about even just going like, you do the intro and then go like twenty minutes later. This is said. 
Yeah, you could do that too. Like so, you can kind of that, yeah, but. essentially skimming through the documentary. Yeah, uh, you know, you want to fast forward. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, end of the day, recommended. Um, and dare I say, this is probably one of my favorite Icarus Fall stories to date. Maybe the, fir- the maybe the favorite so far. So, uh, Mikey, these tips for you. Alright. So, I, I spent some time trying to figure out what the nothing is. Okay. And one of the first things that came to mind was that during the whole bulldozing and whatnot, uh, they disturbed an ancient alien burial ground. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, my other thought in regards to ghosts that it might just be, um, a space ghost retirement home. <laughs> Nobody likes him for whatever reason in his retirement, so he emits a weird aura. Okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, previously before he retired from his um, his talk show mm-hmm. that was broadcast, broadcast at Coast to Coast, of course, mm-hmm. um, he killed his co-hosts, so he had no friends at all. Yeah. Because, like, Brack and Zorak, they just kind of... They, they pushed the line too many times, and you zapped them one too many times, and they were just completely um, dematerialized. Mm-hmm. And then he lost his sand roll the first time he did it, and he just went around zapping everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then at that point, the producer's like, you know what? I, I think... I think you should retire now. And then he got zapped. Yeah, but he did take the uh, the idea of retiring at that point. Mm-hmm. You're right. Zap. <laughs> As he leaves the door. Alright. And then the other way that I went was bringing this into the Supernatural Test Force. So. Enlighten us. I wonder if it's going to be the way that I thought it would be. Uh, the way I envisioned it was uh, the... Supernatural Task Force developed a uh, a ghost repellent technology in the form of a wall. No, oh. an invisible uh, thing that has a radius of thirty miles. Oh, it does say within. Uh, yeah, um, like no one wants to buy the place. Or wants to buy a room there for like thirty miles. But yep. uh, I believe you. You do not need to look it up to yeah, spite me. I have it here. <laughs> I figured you have it. Yeah. I believe uh, you. I'm just saying, like, is the area 30 miles wide? Like, I don't understand. That's, uh, that's just a reference to the story, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, like, one, no one even wants to be near it. Yeah. I have, no one actually lives in what was supposed to be the hottest upscale new property in a 30-mile radius. Well, it's... No. You're wrong. I hate you. It's, <laughs> it's saying that no one wants to live there, their being, like that place being the the nicest place in a 30-mile radius. Hmm. People live in there, but no one lives specifically in the nicest place in a 30-mile radius, yeah. it being Cedar It Springs. is the nicest ah. place Four miles, like for thirty know. miles. Specifically. Yeah, for thirty miles. Three miles away, okay. there's a way better place. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's, <laughs> a, there's a nice like another gay community called uh, like I don't know like Cedar Falls, Elder Bluffs, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so it's not as strong as I was initially thinking. Yeah. Did you also read it that way as well? Uh no, um, I did not. 
Oh, uh, I, I you, saw, you thought it was. I saw it was the. There's an anti. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, that's thirty miles. Point. Yes, I did. I, I, I went with your thing. It's just it's the nicest place in thirty miles. Like, cool. Not yeah. it is. A, there's an anti ghost bar- an anti ghost <laughs> barrier for thirty miles. No, because that makes no sense. Because how's the how's Falls exist? Yes. Yeah. If there's an anti magic field or anti right. supernatural field there. So anyway, so it's just affecting this spot. So in the middle of the community, there's. There's just just this like beacon, like the antenna above on the on the rooftop is actually also an emitter of this field, and mm-hmm. it's just because all the people are so close to the the like basically like the first waves or the 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 the, the highest intensity of the frequency. Mm-hmm. That's why they start getting really like empty and like hollow emotionally. Yeah. It, because the, there's ghosts inside you. Oh, and also because the the way it repels ghosts, ghosts are, are manifestations of like powerful emotions and so that's why they like can't like move on. So it's basically just nullifying all emotion. And that's why people feel so hollow when they live there, because basically they are being sapped of all their emotion, of, of the emotions of just, like, of they, they themselves, even though they're alive, they want to move on. Yeah. So that's what how it, like, damn, we are building some deep lore here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> For this. I, the way that I thought of it, though, is not the, the beacon in the middle that creates an aura, it's the gate wall itself. Is, is the emitter. Hmm. Oh, so it's like so, a Faraday cage. Yeah. Indeed. Just like that. Do you, do you actually know what a Faraday cage is? You've re- referenced it multiple times. Okay, cool. It's an anti-ghost situation, right? It's actually an anti-electric EMF, or an anti-signal field, basically. Um, like, not just, like, ghosts and stuff like that, but, like, at, if, in real life, a Faraday cage, if you go in there, you can't get any cell reception, uh, and no signals or, or, free, or electrical uh, magnetic fields can penetrate it. Okay. Right. So yeah, one of them. <laughs> just yeah. open air situation. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, continuing on. So the groundskeeper, yeah, the groundskeepers, mm-hmm. and all of them are members of the supernatural task force. Of course, because they have to maintain this device. My question: Are they spies infiltrating the Elysium group, or is the and the Elysium group is an anti an antagonizing force to the SNTF? Of course, they're the, the name. Or is the Elysium group a um, a, a front for the SNTF? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. They seem really like kind of unethical in terms of like what they do when it comes to like supernatural stuff. So that's true. I don't know if they should be. Uh, even like a like a subsidiary of the SNTF. Yeah, that's true. Even us putting um, the SNTF's branding on um, Cedar Springs with the the anti emotion field situation, they plowed down a whole bunch of like they, historical they, they, buildings. They, 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 they made a bunch of ghosts. Well, yeah, they did. They're hauntless. Yeah. Sorry, hauntless. Okay. <laughs> so the corporation did the bad stuff, but the employees. So the groundskeepers and whatnot are basically saving the situation because the the field, the anti-ghost field, is actually holding back an ancient ghost alien. Ah, something they demolished would have broken the seal, so they needed to come in and put up their um, their radius locking mechanism. Mm-hmm. To protect the world for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yes, Galtus? No, I can't say anything until we do Shining One in the sky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I literally cannot say anything more. Okay. 
Don't need to read that anymore. <laughs> no, you do. I know. It's I really know. good. Yeah, like, I'm sure it is. It, it, again, like, it, it, it blows the doors open as to what the fuck's going on in Nick Falls. <laughs> I want to know. Is it next? Uh, no. How many more we got? I think we got two more. Okay, that's fine. Oh, yes. Also, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the corporation may be evil, mm-hmm. but the employees are actually have the secret agenda of the Supernatural Task Force. Yes. Yes. So. And they are defending the world. Yes. Technically. Mm-hmm. Or at least all of the Greens are the Ascentiev. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> now it's good as we are the men in plaid. Men in plaid. <laughs> Forestry defenders. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember that episode? Remember that recording? <laughs> Long time ago. It was. Yeah. Oh, Search and Rescue Woods. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, Your final thoughts. Uh, th- that was just my silliness of okay. what the nothing could be. Meow. Um, but taking that away, because that's just silly and fun. Um, and actual canon now. Yes. Well, head canon. <laughs> no. It's uh, uh. real cannon. <laughs> Cannons don't make a <laughs> sound. They make a <laughs> sound. So I, I didn't actually like this one. You're open to your opinion. Yeah, it's wrong, but <laughs> well, no, no, because like again, like yeah. you can have like can like different things. Like how I completely disagree with your. Um... Your content, your opinion when it came to the uh, the latest Reloaded episode I edited. <laughs> True. I, I respect your opinion. Um, but I'll substitute my own instead. No, oh, I disagree with it, but I do respect it. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, there's more going on than just the absence of something. In my mind, anyway. Okay. Elaborate. Well, that, that's why in, I came up with, with the different trying things. to figure yeah. out what that nothing was, or the absence was. And I mean, no internet, no TV, I mean, that clearly... That's yeah. why they all went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> because of the, the Faraday cage situation, yeah. no internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why they don't... Like, even though it's like, oh, it's, it's a 2018, guys, like, why don't we have Wi-Fi? It's like... Um, Reason it's supposed to be rustic, not totally not that there's a Faraday cage around the entire system. Yeah, see, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. or, or they might play it off as the no radio signal towns. Are there actually places like that? Yeah, huh. that there are. Oh, you know that makes sense. Yeah, because like yeah, there's some. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's basically uh, because they have those huge um, dishes that point into space. Yeah. They don't want any interference, and a simple microwave can interfere with that technology. <laughs> that wow! At that point, just don't move, don't have a don't have a town there. <laughs> but hot pockets. Yeah. How how do you pocket the hot? You don't. Oh, <laughs> you, need it, you need it frozen. And Damn you it. It. <laughs> well, you you'd have an oven. Yeah. Um, you'd have to wait it. for it. Roasted over a campfire. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. They're actually just Viking halls with like a giant bonfire in the middle. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Specifically for Hot Pockets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I- I'm 
only giving this a half recommendation. Okay. Gamer and yell. I like when you say you're okay. You're like okay. Oh no! Like I, 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 I don't want to. I, 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 I know. I'm trying I, not uh, to like impose my own will upon someone else. I know. Like, I, like I, I agree. Like I. Well, we're not going to tell yeah. you whether or not exactly. you like. Yeah, like if, if you didn't like, yeah. you didn't like. Yeah. Like, I, again, I've been trying to like stop myself from like. It's like, but it's no, it's so cool. It's like no, no, but see, that's your point. Well, and uh, part of the issue is that nothing really happens. Boom. <laughs> 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 he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's allowed his own opinion. Yes, he is. But he will die tonight. <laughs> Shink. But he's like made of just Starfield. It's okay. This, this knife was been blessed by the by the thousand cosmic angels. I'm sure it has. <laughs> no. anyway, it, go, go on, Gabriel. Oh, right. Um, what's your opinion? What's your What's your opinion? Is it wrong or right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Neither. <laughs> I am refraining from giving an opinion, <laughs> so you'll never know. All right, cool. No, I, I liked it. It, it. It's not to the point of it being my favorite because I believe lat was you it last, said time? last time. Last time, Wood King. Yeah, was my favorite. Um, yeah, so I kinda, far, I kind of actually like. I, I was like reading this one. I was like, yeah, I think I, aside from like Lemon Blossom Girl. I think this is probably really up, like high up there on one, one of my favorites, just because of the high concepts and stuff. Where, which I found funny because like the last week, uh, maybe because I had like you, you were saying like how like like you had a favorite. So I started like thinking about like which what one is your favorite, favorite? Yeah. and like this one kind of like stood out. Do you have a favorite, Mikey? I believe so, I um, asked this last week as well, but I don't believe you mentioned anything. And you said you're going to deliberate on it until me next week. You probably didn't say that. I'm just saying that to put you on the spot right now. <laughs> All right. Answers still deliberating. Cool. There's a story next week called deliberating that he just <laughs> knows already. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I I liked the um, I, I don't know if I should call it a twist at the end. Is it a twist? It's a zinger. or just a revelation. It's a zinger. zinger. Well, yeah, yeah, revelation would be good. Too. Like, it, was, it's like, it was what a revelation. Situation. Like it, it it lays down this statement and it's just like that is awesome. Indeed, like, that makes sense. It was pretty neat. That being said, um. I didn't 100% get the documentary feel. It is a creepypasta, so I shouldn't be docking at points for feeling like a creepypasta. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, Iker Falls stories... <laughs> so here's the funny thing about Iker Falls and Chris Straub. He didn't initially write these as creepypastas. They sort of just became... They were they are adopted creepypastas. They were adopted by the community back in the day. Where were they? And they were inspired... They, they definitely heavily inspired aspects of, of certain creepypastas. Or certain, what were they originally written as then? They were just written as short, creepy stories that the guy wrote, wanted to, uh, wanted to uh, post on his uh, blog. Which say. sounds a lot like creepypasta. It does, but it came. These stories technically came out before creepypasta got coined. Oh, so like these are kind of proto creepypastas in that the guy didn't intend for them to be that way, but they ended up becoming. How old is the term creepypasta? Only like since 2010, 2009, honestly. Huh. Um, I was not aware. Like, Candle Cove, was, which is the one that like really sparked everybody's imagination back in the day, um, it was never intended to be a creepypasta, but everyone calls it a creepypasta. But it's kind of like the proto-creepypasta. Or it, hmm. it is a it is a proto-creepypasta. Like, kind of like how urban legends are kind of what... Uh, are kind of like the... an ancestor of what creepypasta end up are. Okay. End up becoming. Um, or like short horror fiction from authors like... Uh, are as well like it's 
but it's part of that tree of liter of literature that has become creepypasta and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but either way, yes. For my opinion, I I liked it. I'll recommend it. Um, there was that early on paragraph that bugged me enough that I had to rewrite the whole thing and put the start of the next paragraph into that one because it made it flow better, and that kind of like pulled me out of the the mood, and I didn't get the proper visualization going through it, partially because it's an excerpt and not a full um, documentary, and not a full transcript of the entire documentary. Um, but overall, I did like it, and I will recommend it. Okay. Um, so that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below, wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Um, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because Twitter hates him. I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you throw me for a loop when you mix that up. <laughs> uh, you can check out the uh, you can check us out on iTunes and uh, leave us a rating and review, um, or any other streaming site that we're on that has that method of reviewing and ratings. Uh, you can also uh, send us emails. Go to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. You can also check out the title cards for each episode at crazonstudios.tumblr.com, crazon.deviantart.com, or on our YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigamortis, where you can check out the videos of each episode. If you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Al Dente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We currently have $2 and $5 tiers, but any little bit helps. Honestly, donations help, uh, help support the show with hosting. Um, and... We have uh, uh, several uh, with the uh, at the two dollar and five dollar tier. We have sp- uh, special um, content. We have early access at the five dollar tier. We have special episodes for the two dollar tier, such as Al Dente Real Talk, where we talk about uh, video and film media that either has some inklings of creepypasta, or at least in the themes and motifs um, that. We have discerned, or we have like kind of like, or I, or we have kind of like, oh, this this horror movie kind of has similar similarities to horror or to uh, to horror themes and creepypastas that we've done, uh, or they are straight up adaptations of creepypastas. Like, I'm sure at some point we're going to do the Slenderman movie from Sony, or it has nothing to do with creepypasta, but it's just horrifying to look at, like a certain um, cartoon. Well, that was ni- that was actually based off a of creepypasta, like that. That 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 actual like, oh right yeah Alice because Wonder, Emma, that do... was actually from Emma's Paint Alice in Wonderland yeah I, I wasn't there for that yeah. I yeah you can check those out uh, we also do actual play Rigor Mortis where we play tabletop RPG games uh, generally in creepypasta esque horror scenarios um, and we're going to be doing one um, hopefully soon about the SNTF or the Supernatural Task Force yep um, something the my two co-hosts have been kind of brainstorming and like throwing me into. <laughs> Into the world building uh, aspect of it, um, where ninety percent of the creepypasta monsters are actually our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> always gets me when you say that. Yeah. Um, and speaking of my other co-hosts, they have their own uh, shows they've been doing on the Patreon uh, without me. Uh, I've merely been the editor, much to my chagrin sometimes. <clears throat> Uh, that Sometimes. include... It's more like all the times. But, um, yeah, Al Dente Reloaded at the $5 tier, where Mikey and I go back to the good, the bad, and the ugly pastas that the cultists and the doctor did back in the past, and um, read them and see what our thoughts are on them. 
And then Al Dente Revelations at the $2 tier, where Mikey and I continue those thoughts from uh, Reloaded. And Al Dente Revelations at the $2 tier, where Mikey and I continue those thoughts uh, by listening to the episodes that the cultist and the doctor did and see what they say about it and possibly have a mind-breaking revelation while doing so. Cool. And to our, our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. Again, you are helping keep the hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And for the listeners and authors of the stories that we've been doing on the show, thank you immensely. For the listeners, thank you for continuing to listen. Honestly, it helps keep us going on uh, on the show. And for the authors of the stories, thank you for providing us with stories for the last four plus years and for my entertainment. <laughs> um, Specifically yours. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I'm saying you said that well, we don't I, enjoy it. I, I, I mean, I'm more like, because, like... Leave I, that silence in, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like, because I, I do read these stories not just for the show, yeah. whereas you guys kind of do. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but again, like, honestly, thank you for writing, for creating these stories. They are entertaining in all forms. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Icarfall 2018. Sleep well.